Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Let's pause for just a moment. Lord God, in this time of praise and thanksgiving, we lift our voices to you. We thank you for your word and who above all thank you for Jesus Christ our Savior. Be with us in this time of meditation, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I hope you'll come back tonight to the service. We're going to have another message on Thanksgiving, and I'm going to talk about seven things for which we ought to be thankful. You're not going to be here Wednesday night for Bible study. Some of you will be here for the youth meeting. But uh, make a special effort to come back tonight. We have a lot of people gone this weekend. I could sit here and count 20 people that are normally here that are not here today because they're, they're somewhere traveling. And some have already gone to make plans for deer hunting and various other things. And we're glad that they have that opportunity to go. So come back and share with us tonight. But look at that fourth verse in the 100th Psalm when we are commanded to be thankful unto him. It was Dr. Bob Jones, who was the founder of Bob Jones University, that made this statement. He said, the loveliest flower that blooms in the garden of the heart is the flower of gratitude. And when gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, he is well nigh gone. Let me repeat it so that you grasp what he really has said. The loveliest flower that blooms in the garden of the heart is the flower of gratitude. And when gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, he is well nigh gone. The importance of gratitude, of being grateful, of being thankful, certainly is the theme that he was using. Paul said something somewhat similar to the Romans in the first chapter of Romans, when he was giving us somewhat of a comparison between the righteous and the unrighteous. And as he describes the unrighteous, he says in verse 21 and 22, and maybe I should read 23, all three verses, these words, because that when they, the word they is referring to the unrighteous, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. Did you notice those words? The unrighteous are not thankful for what God has provided. Then going on, but but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish hearts darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. 
but particularly those words, the unrighteous, when they knew God, glorified not God, neither were thankful. We are not thankful by nature. It's not in us to express gratitude naturally. We have to be taught to express gratitude. There are some things in our lives that are natural. For example, we know that it is the nature of a duck to swim. We don't have to wonder if he's going to drown when we set a little duckling on the pond. We know that by nature he will swim. It is by our nature that we will sin because we have that as our natural attribute is to be opposite of God. We must be taught some things, and one of those things that we must be taught is that of being grateful or being thankful. It is not natural for us. I was in the uh, grocery store yesterday buying groceries, and in front of me, as I was waiting in line, a lady had her groceries with a little child in the cart. And one of the things she had purchased was a little package of candies of some sort for the child. And as the uh, teller put it across the machine and recorded it, he handed it to the little girl. And the mother said to the little girl, now what must you say? Expecting the child to respond, thank you. And she didn't respond, and so she repeated the encouragement, what did you say now? And finally the little girl said, thank you. She was being taught to respond gratefully for kindness. And I thought uh, that this is something that we are not well versed in in our world today, of being thankful for the most part, we're finding selfishness. What is mine is mine, and I'm not going to share it with anybody. It's what he does. It's interesting that one of the words that kids learn first in their vocabulary is mine. My kids learned it. I expect my grandkids did as well. I don't remember, but I'm sure that that's the word I learned early. Mine. Possessiveness. Not willing to share that which which I have with somebody else. And so my parents and I did the same thing, and on down it goes. We keep saying each, now what must you say? Until we have had it ground into us that there is expected of us an attitude of graciousness, of being uh, thankful for what someone has done or someone has given to us. And it really is a shame that we must be prompted. And the unfortunate thing is, many adults grow up never learning the capability of being grateful for what they have received. Well, how are we going to have a grateful heart or a thankful heart? How are we going to, to comprehend that this is something that we ought to do? Well, let me say it this way. Until we learn, until we know where 
Our possessions come from, we're never going to be thankful. We're already thinking about Christmas. Probably you've already purchased some gifts. One of the things that we all do is we will wrap that gift and we'll put a little tag on it. And the tag will say, from who? Or is it to from? To from. I guess it's tools first. To somebody. From somebody. And as we open up our presents, one of the things that we will do is look at the tag and see that, yes, it is to me. And it is from someone. That person that it's from makes that present valuable more than the present itself if we have learned to be thankful if there is gratitude in our soul it is the giver that makes the gift valuable and so we will go to each other and in many many cases we'll give somebody a hug and say thank you because of the thoughtfulness of what that individual had just done. But the book of James, in chapter 1, verse, 10, verse 17, says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Once we recognize that what we have and enjoy and indeed what we are is because of the love of an eternal Father for us, then we'll turn and say to him, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We don't say it enough. Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You see, all that I am, all that you are, or ever hope to be, is all his. It doesn't belong to me, nor to you. It's a possession of God given out of his gracious love to us. My feet, and on my feet, my feet are God's. My hands don't belong to me, they belong to God. My voice belongs to God. It's so pleasing to listen to the special music that we have from time to time of people who have a voice and they will use it. Praise God. My eyes, my mind, all that I am or ever hope to be, God gave me, gave you. This season of the year ought to cause us to stop and say, thank you, Lord. Let's be grateful. Well, for what should we be thankful? Ephesians 5.20 answers that question. When Paul said, give thanks always for all things. 
He said that he finished that out by saying, Unto God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, now it's easy for me to give thanks for good things. I can say, Thank you, Lord. I get a raise. I don't get one very often, but when it comes, I'm grateful for it. And I say, Thank you, Lord. When I come back to the doctor and he says, you're in good shape, your heart's all right, your blood pressure's where it ought to be, your sugar level's all right, I can say, thank you, Lord. But what about those times when I don't have a job? When I come back to the doctor and he says, your heart isn't right, then I have to go to the hospital. Maybe you have cancer and all the other things that we have all faced. Can we in those cases also be grateful? Tonight I'm going to talk about the seven things that we ought to be grateful for, be thankful for. But I want you to couple this verse from Ephesians 5.20 with one in Romans 8.28. Ephesians 5.20 again says, Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Do you believe that? probably comes in that we do not find ourselves so completely within the will of God that all things can work together for our good. But that verse tells us that even things in our life that we don't like can be used by God as a blessing in our life for which we can give thanks. You know, we go down the street or from the church and we meet each other and we say, uh, how are you? I don't know why we do that. We never listen for the answer. But that's a common uh, statement when we meet, how are you? And then we just tune out. But the person responds, oh, I'm not too well today. Or, well, I'm pretty good under the circumstances. What have we done? But begin to give a list of all of those things that are negative. And we haven't looked enough in our lives for the things that would cause us to say, well, I'm certainly better. Things are much better than they could be, or I'm better than I was yesterday. Farmer number one, the story goes, 
wrote out a $200 check and put it in the offering plate and announced to the church that he was doing this in the memory of his son who had died in the war. Farmer number two said to his wife, write out a check for $500 and put it in the offering plate. And his wife said, why? Our son didn't die in the war. Farmer number two responded, yes, I know, and I'm thankful that he came home. Our thanks to God ought to be more to us for what he has given us than we begin to show. You all heard the story about a man who decided to sell his house, so he called the realtor and listed it, and he listed all the attributes of his house that were worth something that he wanted to advertise. And, and when he saw the advertisement in the paper, he called up the realtor and said, take my house off the market. It's not for sale. I found exactly what I want. We're not grateful for what we have until we look at it from a different perspective. I'm told that there is a bush that grows a berry in Africa. It's called the taste berry. They say that if you eat that berry, you will taste nothing but sweetness for many hours regardless of what else you might have tasted. I suggest to you this morning that we need to taste that berry of the goodness and the mercy of God that will shut out of our lives all the things that would make us bitter and not so sweet. that we would realize that from God above comes everything that is good and blesses our life and even the things that are difficult for us to at this point in our life understand and conceive can have a good outcome can be the blessing of God maybe even in disguise because he has something planned for us that will bless our lives <coughs> Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's what we ought to do this morning. Thanking God for what he has meant to us, what he's provided us. Let's be grateful. Be thankful. Be gracious in our thanking God for his great mercy to us. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.